I'm Dr. Kwaku Personalin, and we have the great pleasure of sitting in this beautiful African office of Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, and I feel so pleased to be here with you in Washington, D.C. You've made some comments um, going to another topic because in certain communities, the alternative sexual community, many people in that community look at you as the enemy. You know, we had a conversation on the phone about that uh, a couple months ago, dealing with bisexuality, homosexuality, and some people look at your interpretation of these behaviors, these sexual behaviors or identities, and calling you a homophobic. I hate all these terms, but that's what we're dealing with. How do you address that, and what is your explanation in this whole area? Well, you know, I'm a psychiatrist. I'm asked to look at all kinds of behavior and to try to understand it, to help patients. I have many patients who are homosexual who come to me to get help. Okay, so, you know, any of them could testify whether I'm homophobic. No, I'm not homophobic. But have I tried to understand what these behavior patterns are about. Like I was giving a lecture on Thursday evening and, you know, explaining to the audience that, you know, people can be conditioned to have sex with animals. People can have a sexual response to animals. Animals can have a sexual response to people. Anybody who's had a dog probably is aware of that. So when I look at the epidemic levels that we now have in our community, homosexual behavior. I mean, I had a 13-year-old child this, this past week say, I'm bisexual. I have sex with males and females, 13 years old. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Or parents bringing a 9-year-old child in because the school put the child out because the, child was, the female child was in the bathroom engaging in some sexual play with another female. The child came from a home where the child saw that. Should the child be criticized? No. But if I try to understand it, the system of racism is pushing black males and females apart. Yet we may have, in some schools, for example, there may be 90% of the male children who do not have fathers in their home. That if I say that some of the homosexual practices are evidencing father hunger, do you see, absence of conviction about masculinity. So the brain will say if, if semen is male substance, it's like the brain will say, it's just like if somebody needs vitamin A, the brain will say, you may need to eat some sweet potatoes or you may need to get some greens. I mean, it comes to your mind. Oh, I think I'll get some greens. Haven't had any in a long time. Haven't had any sweet potatoes. That the brain will start out of father hunger, semen in mouth and semen in anus. That's the gastrointestinal tract. Do you see? So that the person is symbolically feeding a desire. Just like 
in uh, Greece and Rome, homosexuality was a dominant form of sexual expression. I say because on the northern side of the Mediterranean, those white-skinned people were looking across the Mediterranean at all those black people, comparing their genitals and their genetic power with those black men and feeling deficient by contrast. And so that becomes a form of sexual expression, just like warfare. And when you begin to remove the men from a community, then you leave females, just like when you remove females from a community and you have men in prison, the men start having sex with each other. You remove the men from a community, the females start having sex with each other. They begin to think about that if they're not being guided in another direction. So, you know, people have a right to be critical. For those of us... They're not trying to solve problems. <laughs> Do you see, I'm trying to solve problems. Any of the people that who may be uh, bisexual or homosexual come to this office, one of the most important things I tell them is that you have to learn how to respect yourself. You see, the basis, respect yourself. Now, if you want to change your behavior, if you don't want to change your behavior, it's important that you learn how to respect yourself. The patients that you have who are bi or homosexual or in, in this alternative lifestyle is, you know, is the crux of their problems or situations that they come to see you with is to is it to cope with this lifestyle to deal with it to get out of this lifestyle or what is the basic crux of what you see in your practice no i think that they're dealing with relationship problems do you see or they're dealing um with anxiety or depression just like people who are heterosexual do you see but the issue of the sexuality may come up my therapy is not unless the person wants to change. I'm not trying to change anyone. You see, if they want to change, that's something that they have to decide that they want to do. If they don't, but they come about relationship problems. And then when you start dealing with relationship problems, you get back to what was happening in the home, what was happening with the family. Now, we don't know all of the determinants that have gone into producing these epidemic levels. I had a parent who said that uh, her teenage daughter, that when she put her on birth control pills at an early age, that she started developing big muscles, do, do, do you see, and the mother thought that the pills were doing something to the child's gender identity. And then eventually, down the line, the child said she thought she was bisexual. So we don't know what all of the answers are, but I do know. Like a female, uh, a lesbian patient said to me, almost all, Dr. Welsing, almost all of the women that I know that are lesbian have had problematic relationships with their mothers. Do you see? So that they are attempting to find the mothering experience as an adult person through some form of sexual activity.